Welcome, everyone. Uh, this is the first episode of the Wolfpack podcast. Thank you so much for joining in. Um, my name is Corfish. My name is Joel. This is Joel. Uh, so we wanted to just, you know, jump on here, make it a kind of like a safe spot for both of us to talk about all of our nerdy stuff, all of our fandoms, everything like that. Um Basic broad outline of what we're going to be going into over the course of this podcast is going to be, you know, various anime that we both enjoyed, you know, nostalgic topics, uh, you know, from 90s cartoons, Saturday morning stuff, um, live action shows, stuff like that. Just things that we grew up with and things to hit you right in your uh, We always want to talk about it, but we just never have a positive outlet to go about it. So we really wanted to just talk about it and just put it out there in the air for everyone to listen to and just understand where we come from when it comes to this um, attachment that we have to these topics. Yeah, basically just everything that uh, made us kind of like the guys that we are now today. Uh, even uh, like fandoms totally. that we're continuing, like wrestling, for example, is probably going to be a huge topic on this because uh, we do talk about that very actively and do go to those events and, you know, things of that nature. So we also participate in card games that range between Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh!, uh, Battle Spirits, Digimon as well. So don't be surprised if you see content like that as well. And we hope that we at least be able to entertain you on any aspect that we that we can. So we'll always keep it fresh. We'll always talk about things that you may have heard a hundred million times, but hearing it one more time from another set of viewpoints wouldn't hurt. Yeah, and and we're definitely going to keep up with you know just current pop culture things as well. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, as anime comes out, as wrestling happens, we'll talk about, you know, results from different shows or opinions. just, uh, yeah, different episodes and, you know, our opinions on that. And that way we can have that just really good conversation, especially with everyone who actually turn, tunes in. Uh, we will put our email down if you have any feedback, if you want to have any topics or feedback about, you know, just what we should talk about on here or what you would like to see. And that will... Just create a community, and that's the overall goal to— Conversation equals growth. The more conversation we can have with you guys, the more we can you know, give back to whatever community we start to grow. And we want to keep everyone engaged. So definitely going forward, we want to be answering questions that you folks bring in. We want to be able to allow you guys to have input in what we have to say as well. I'm sure looking at everything that we have to cover here, we're missing so much stuff. And we there might be stuff that we've missed that we want to go and follow through on. So there's definitely a lot to explore here. There's a lot to dive back into. And there's a lot to uncover, ultimately. And there's definitely going to be hot takes uh, over this podcast. Like, we have very differing opinions on, you know, a whole bunch of different topics. So I think that's going to create some really great conversations. Uh, What I want to do now is kind of just introduce ourselves and, you know, the fandoms that got us into being... Um, you know, just where we are today. Uh, so very early on, um, myself, I was in, you know, I was, I've always been gaming. I, I was kind of a spoiled child, uh, cause I had pretty much every major game console. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was very lucky to, uh, be exposed to gaming very, very early on, starting with, you know, Super Nintendo, I believe was my first console, or maybe it was Genesis. It was one of those two. Um, so I would just sit in my room, play video games. I mean, I was a very active reader as well, but video game, video gaming was in my life very early on. Um, and that was an easy, easy transition into just cartoons, the fantasy side of things, um, reading those like fantasy books, you know, growing up with goosebumps, ordering those from Scholastic. Um, I was just going to talk about books in general, like the I Spy, Where's Waldo, yeah, Magic Trios. Yeah. Uh, choose your own adventure books. I love those. Those were, especially when you get to those pages to where, you know, it says, oh, you made a wrong turn. You <laughs> fell off a cliff. You died. And then you're like, wait, let me go back to the uh, last one and uh, see if again. I can do <laughs> have a do-over. Um and then from gaming and everything like that, it just was a super easy transition into um, anime when that became a huge thing with, you know, Toonami and, you know, Sailor Moon and 
Dragon Ball Z, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, um, just everything back then. And that just has continued to have a hold on my life and, you know, made me super interested in the Japanese culture and just kind of transition into all of that. But also along with anime, you know, wrestling and the Monday Night Wars that we were able to experience live with WCW and WWF at the time, um, just really had a hold in um, that's, all those storylines, just how they mixed uh, really, really kept my interest and um, just kind of made me interested and have still held my interest to this day. Um, and then... From there, it was just, you know, growing up in the time frame that we did, just the nostalgic part of it just has hit us ever since then because we're exposed to those old commercials a lot more easily nowadays because of YouTube and TikTok and everything like that. So just being able to relive that, that's kind of why we wanted to um, have this podcast. But that that's just a very brief introduction into uh, myself, anyways. So, Corfish. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I think I hold nostalgic to certain key items because of uh, my exposure to them. Um, I wasn't exactly spoiled. I wasn't exactly not allowed to have things. Right in the middle. So, whatever I did have, I definitely held very close attachments to. Uh, Game Boy DS, Game Boy SP, Xbox 360, and the GameCube hold a really close part to me because, technically speaking, those, the, at least each first item of that type, uh, were given to me free by basic different means. So whatever I played on them really meant a lot to me. So when it comes to shows, I believe that for me, I didn't get cable early on. I got it about early 2000, well, 2004. So I missed a lot of stuff that I don't feel like a close attachment to someone like he might have. So things like Rugrats. Um, Cat Scratched, like a lot of the early Nickelodeon shows, uh, Dexter's Laboratory, stuff like that. Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> I really don't hold yeah. a super close attachment to. They're they're in my universe. I've obviously known about them and I know about them in general. Um, they just don't hold an attachment to when I did actually start watching Cartoon Network, uh, Disney Channel, and Nickelodeon. So before that, I did have a close... I felt very connected to the Kids WB block. Foxbox and PBS Kids, which had a lot of great shows that to this day hold very um, powerful, lingering moments in my mind. On top of that, I also gravitated to, and this might be its own subgenre in general, um, sitcom shows mm-hmm. so like Boy Meets World, yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, yeah. Roseanne, oh, stuff like that. Uh, like anything with like a funny dad, home, a home improvement. Mm-hmm. So those were also like coexisting as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, those uh, those shows, like, going back to the sitcom thing, those were huge in my life mm-hmm. as well, just uh, sitting down. And it was mainly, it wasn't even, like, a, my whole family that would watch them. It would just be, like, my dad and myself. So those hold really huge spots in, in my memory bank, you know, uh, because of that. Because it's just, like, recalling those late nights watching, uh, you know, Home Improvement with Dad or, you know, just uh, even, even MASH, like... That's such a. It started before I was born, I believe, yeah. because you know it's said in the Vietnam War. But I'm I'm pretty sure it was yeah. it was on before we were born. But um, that even that show, just hearing that that theme music, just takes me back to those late nights with Dad. <laughs> uh, it's the TJF block for me with my mm-hmm. sisters. It would be like the only few times that they'd want to like actively hang out with me because I, I like the shows that were on there too, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And oh, stuff okay, like that. yeah. Uh, when it comes to wrestling, um, I didn't have cable, but I did watch SmackDown. It was on a UPN for my yeah. local network, uh, so I was able to have access to it. So, big mm-hmm. SmackDown fan, grew up during SmackDown 6 era, yeah. Brock Lesnar era, Rise of John Cena. Oh, okay. Um, all of that, you know, the JBL era. Yeah. Got you covered. Jimmy Wayne Yang fans, I got you. <laughs> I got you guys. Uh, Deuce and Domino, never forget. Um, so, I... I Obviously, with the access of the network, yep. I've literally gone back, and I will be at Watch 2 in the morning watching, like, something from, like, 1976 Madison Square Garden show. Because yeah, yeah. it's, like, that's how much wrestling means to me. But yeah. I also, once cable hit, watched Raw, watched SmackDown, because uh, I moved to Sci-Fi, mm-hmm. uh, watched TNA, watched AAA, because it was on one of the Mexican channels. Yeah. 
So, like, access to wrestling, I was like, I just want more of it. Well, it became more available at that time, too. So For that, sure. I think that was a really good thing. Um, but circling back to that, I that's a great way to segue into, you know, just our, our first topic is um, just wrestling and the the Monday Night Wars. You grew up during the, the SmackDown 6 era. So, like, 2000, um, my most prominent memories would be starting 2002. Yeah, and that's, I think that's about the time that I wasn't watching for a long time. Um, I stopped... Early 2000s, I think, like, right before that, actually. Um, so a lot of my uh, memories were from the Monday Night Wars, and uh, I re- just remember being involved in that super heavily and using the, uh, like, basically, like, recall button on my remote to go back from uh, USA to TNT, uh, where WCW was on Monday nights, and just seeing the variation between the matches and how differently the production value was between the two because they were very different even though they were on at the same time they were shot in completely different ways and i think that's why it just balanced so well for me is because um wcw did have a lot of backstage segments that went on but i would say from what i remember it wasn't as heavy as WWF was at that time. Like, I feel like I remember the the, the backstage um, segments uh, a lot more from WWF than I do the WCW ones. Um, they're too quick, because I'll watch a show, like I've said, and they're mm-hmm. just too quick. There's too many things going on. Yeah. There's usually so For many, WWF? For WCW. W- that's yeah, WCW, yeah. That's yeah. why they don't feel that's memorable. That's why they kind of for- forget they're, they're so superfluous, and they sometimes have no impact to even a own show. <laughs> so it's yeah. just like... That, I, 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 that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. that you would not be able to follow along or remember them as clearly. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just the way that they had created that whole Monday Night War thing was just super interesting to me because then you come up with all the dream matches and then you come up with like, oh, what about if someone does actually invade a show? Like, are these people going to be on that show? So you kind of had to pay attention to both, um, which... I, was great for the the wrestling industry because you had people tuning into both at the same time. So you had those those viewers, and you know, sure, it wouldn't be concurrent because you'd have to break off of one to go to the other. Right. But it's just it's what made me have my you know Mount Rushmore of of wrestling now is because I got to experience both of those live. You know, I got to see the formation of the NWO. I mean, that went on for way too long, of course. Everyone was in the NWO at one point. We'll cover that. <laughs> and um, then you got to see, you know, the Wolfpack, where, you know, our, our name comes from. Just a lot of influence from it, obviously, because it's still stuck today. Um, and you got to see LWO. You got to see some really great cruiserweight matches in WCW, mm. um, especially because they brought in people from Japan and had that relationship. Not even cruiserweights. People... Big up the cruiserweights, rightfully so. I think yeah, that's fair. Yeah. The mid card is there's a lot of great talent there, there too. Was. There's Raven, yeah. there's Perry Saturn. Oh, Raven, there's was great. you know Perry when, when you're talking about context yeah. of, of where there were, you know, you do have Jericho, mm-hmm. uh, you do have um, a lot of the Dimlinko, the yep. mid card that was so stacked too. So mm-hmm. those those pay per view shows always felt strong first half and then really weak. Psychopaths, yeah, yeah, which I, were very common then. Unless they had like a celebrity, yeah. Then it was and I, crazy. I think the the whole thing with the the heavyweight side of things um, is just just that they, at least in the Monday Night War time frame, they really focused on just those core heavyweights like you know Goldberg, uh, Kevin Nash, Hogan. Hulk Hogan, Savage. Um, Savage. I mean, I wasn't opposed to the Savage focus because Savage is yeah. you know. One of my favorites, uh, if not my favorite. Um, so I think that was just a huge thing is that you felt like there were so many people that were excluded from it. I mean, the Giant had a few angles here and there. You but like Lex Luger, Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. It, it but revolved. for the most part, I think Reflect. that they really let the Cruiserweight and mid-card shine um, in WCW, which was awesome. I mean— WWF was kind of the same for their mid-card, to be honest, because, like, the European Championship, the Hardcore Championship, mm-hmm. um, it exposed people to a lot of different names and fa- faces and names, which was awesome. Because even today, sometimes certain names and faces get lost for a long time, and you're like, what the hell happened to these people? Like, where are they in the yeah, shuffle? They, they just they get gone? lost. Yeah. Um, and I think that's... Stop and start. 
Exactly. Uh, and it, it, it's so cold, like it just stops people's momentum and and just being in the front of mind for people. So, um, yeah, so that the Monday Night Wars was just huge for me. Uh, that's my memory of wrestling, what I grew up with. Because it was so but, big, and even though I couldn't have access to those channels, yeah. it was always around. People had shirts. There was Exactly. Uh, they were on TV. Yeah. They hosted like SNL and stuff. So mm-hmm. wrestling was always something that I could have access to yeah. based off just other parameters. Mm-hmm. Um, once I really started watching SmackDown, I think it might have been the episode that uh, Mysterio jumped off the steel cage, which was like a week after his debut mm-hmm. or two. So... Really like that intrigued me, but I had actually seen another pay per view, uh, Survivor Series 2001. My cousins had ordered it, and I remember it because it was the Austin Rock finale from the Alliance versus oh, WBF. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so again, it was always there, mm-hmm. and so once I started watching it, um, everything was so intriguing to me. It was like characters, I think The Rock was still there, so there was still some acknowledgement in regards to big characters. Undertaker was super cool. And so SmackDown ended up being my show. So when they have, you know, even to this day, when they still have anything that's related to SmackDown versus Raw, I always pull up for SmackDown because it's the show that I watched most frequently. Even when I had access to Raw, I never really liked it. Even the two hours Raw, there was something about it that I, I don't know. It was like so pseudo WCW from like 02 to 04. Yeah. With like the Triple H run, which felt like a lot of reminiscent of like the Hogan run and just like politicking and not letting people shine when they should have mm-hmm. so it's just really frustrating um so watching smackdown was so invigorating like yeah. as an opposite because i like everything about smackdown i like that they did have the cruiserweight title mm-hmm. um i like those matches you know paul london and psychosis and Huberto guerrero those were i'm sure i'm missing more but yeah smackdown had a lot to offer to me as well because it was the wrestling show even if they got more Samey because of Theodore Long, yeah, which was his own gimmick by mm-hmm. now. It was, yeah. You you still got a lot of stars there and a lot of like great uh, main events. Uh, and I'll put this out there real quick because to this day, it's the greatest main event in my existence of SmackDown because it's the day that Cesaro defeated Randy Orton <laughs> clean. He hit him with his, his finishing Cesaro. move. <laughs> hit him with his finishing move. He pinned him one, two, three. And it was so great, and it was so glorious. And SmackDown provided that type of atmosphere where you could have kind of these experimental uh, main events because even, and I know this is later on between, and I'm speaking about 2015 to 2017. Yeah. You had a lot of matches with, like, Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. Neville, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Cesaro. Yeah, you gave people exposure. Um, yeah, yeah, in yeah. main event matches. Yeah, in main event matches. So, um, uh, what like Wade Barrett, Sheamus, all those guys had great chances to to get more exposure on SmackDown. Yeah, that they weren't allowed Versus to. Raw. Yeah. Exactly. Because I mean, Raw's always been the flagship show, so that and that absolutely. Makes sense. So yeah. if, and allowing them, and I will revert back now to the SmackDown mm-hmm. Six era, yeah. allowing them to wrestle and have those type of matches. Mm-hmm. People forget that all six of them are great. You still have to introduce people that carry that show with them. Yeah, Rise of Cena, Brock. Undertaker, Angle, or sorry, Angle was part of the SmackDown 6. Yeah. Um, Tajiri, Charlie Haas, Shelton Benjamin. Um, world's greatest tag team. World's greatest tag team. <laughs> Seriously, you have yeah. a lot of interesting pieces there that just made SmackDown such a captivating show. Yeah. Um, I think for me, one of my most intriguing moments is when Matt Hardy lost weight to become Cruiserweight Champion. Yeah. Because he needed to get under 215, I believe yeah. was the weight. but. Stuff like that still sticks to me now. Mm-hmm. Uh, or watching like a SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view from that time period. Yeah. It's just still hits super hard because they're all still so fresh to me, the, mm-hmm. the angles. Yeah. Now, obviously, we're exposed to a lot of wrestling. Uh, we get to pick and choose when we want to watch. Every, there's something on every weekend. There's something going on today as we all speak. All the time, yeah. There's, yeah. there's three events this weekend that I yep. can think of. So, And we want to cover that all, and we want to have the chance to allow exposure for all of our, our our wrestling love. Yes. So definitely. I think we'll always continue to like it. I think we'll always be a part of it somehow. And I think that we'll always engage in it. That's not even speaking about the wrestling games in general, like the SmackDown vs. Raw series. That uh, just like you create like you can still play now and create infinite career like story modes and just yep. keep playing and super crazy. Super such an such a like a interesting fan base to be a part of. I know yeah. people have their qualms with wrestling fans, but 
if you'd like to, like, if you just discard that opinion and you just say that everyone's going to have an opinion about a fandom, yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. I mean, and, and I think that to speak to that point about just letting those uh, preconceived, preconceived notions go about certain fandoms, uh, especially the wrestling fandom, like, world. I mean, a lot of people are... Um, exclusive like they try to try to gatekeep uh from wrestling like there's always going to be that right. those that set of people in in any fandom but with wrestling i think it's just that a lot of people get so passionate about their specific uh either brand that they like or just wrestler that they like that they just feel so you know hard pressed to let anyone in there's always going to be that type of person every type of fandom but I can kind of speak from experience about not having those notions because when I started watching again really early on, what was it, like 14, I believe, yeah, 2014, about 14, uh, I went to, I decided to go to WrestleMania in New Orleans and for one reason or another, you know, you, the rest of our friend group couldn't go uh, either because for one reason or another. So I ended up going alone. And I went to, you know, across the country, because we're in Arizona, <clears throat> to New Orleans and stayed by myself. I walked down Bourbon by myself, even though, you know, and outside the Bourbon, too, uh, even though people say, like, oh, New Orleans is so dangerous, um, probably shouldn't do that. But I, I didn't feel like I was alone, to right. be honest, because I was around other wrestling fans and everyone was just so welcoming, so warm, like... I met someone. I met a group of people uh, from New York in line uh, to get food uh, one night on Bourbon, and they offered me a, a ticket to go to an indie show, and they didn't want any payment from it. They were just like, "Yeah, we don't. Our friend didn't come. You're not doing anything. You're about to go back to your Airbnb. Come with us. Like, let's go to this indie show, hang out, and we hung out the rest of the weekend. Um, so it's just." Having those uh, opportunities to be able to grow those friendships from people all around the world, um, especially all around the world, because wrestling is so uh, nonlinear to just one different country, it's so widespread nowadays. Uh, yeah. it, with everything like New Japan being so accessible now, um, with them having you know the the U.S. side of things, uh, AEW, WWE, Triple uh, uh Yeah, I mean, because. Now we saw uh, Hijo del... Uh, the Viking. The yeah. Hijo del Vikingo. Yeah. Him being included on the, you know, pro wrestling journals, uh, top 10, uh, or top 100 list. I mean, but he, he was in, like, the top a, 10. He had such a busy WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. Got so much exposure. Was on so many yeah. different shows. Just just the just the access ROH to everything. Too, is, yeah. Yeah, ROH is, has, you know, so many. <laughs> Claudio. And then... Oh, Samoa Joe too, yeah, right? Samoa He's a champion. Uh, so just having that exposure nowadays is just just so awesome. Um, and circling back to the pay per view side of things for for wrestling, I remember being ten at the time or so, and uh, seeing the Owen Hart thing happen um, at uh, at Over the Edge. Uh, I believe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah Over 99. the Edge, and then. Um, I just remember that happening and not really understanding what happened at the time, um, but just remember a big commotion and then it's shooting to JR's face and him talking through and talking about the strategy and just being with my friends that day. And um, just wrestling has been a part of everything for so long that I think, it, like you said, it's going to continue because, I mean, it, it really is our soap opera. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's a continuation. That's kind of why I watched so. it too, because yeah. it, it was something that you could um, that you had to watch before to keep going with it. Yeah, the continuation. Yeah. So it helped. It helped grow intrigue that way too, because obviously you wanted to tune in next week to find out what was going exactly. on. exactly how the storyline developed, and you know if your if your favorite was gonna do what they said, or if right. they were gonna fail and have to try again, or give up on their goal. Um, and I think that's. That just goes back to the heroes and villains part of yeah, like, the why whole, you like, like something. comic aesthetics, yeah, exactly. uh, basic good versus zero, good versus evil. Yes, um, yeah. with some degrees of gray as well. So, mm -hmm. I mean, just like Stone Cold, obviously, yeah, the degree yeah. of gray, but exactly. Lynch. Um, even like Seth Rollins' character in the last few months, where he's like 
He's just been whatever they've needed him to be. Yeah. So it's fun. No, definitely. And that guy really has been super MVP the last two years. I, think, I, th- I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves because of things like Roman's reign. Yeah. Literal reign. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and there's other people, too, that have been uh, having pop-out years lately, too, like Gunther and Sheamus had a bit of a resurgence and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't think Seth gets the credit he deserves sometimes. He um, when it comes to how good he is and how much he actually carries the company. That guy yeah. is a WWE guy, and I'm sure if they in a fan- fantasy world, they would honor him so much that if he had, like, a booking against AEW, he'd probably be one of their top three stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we'll we'll definitely dive into you know the current world of things as the podcast goes on. Um, like I said, we'll go oh, over absolutely. results. We'll go into current storylines like retro t- pay per views, retro shows. Yeah, like today, for example, is Night of Champions. Um, it's going actually, on right now. It's, it's starting right now um, as we're filming this. Um, so we'll talk about just various things that are are going on in the wrestling world. But um, I wanted to segue into. Um, Something else that we both talked about really early on and the gaming side of things. Um, growing up, like I mentioned, I had, you know, Super Nintendo and Sega were my earliest memories. The Probably the fondest ones just over the, the gaming world are 100% going to be, you know, getting a Game Boy and having the choice between Pokemon Red and Blue, uh, being able to choose through those. Uh, and I was I was a Red fan. Uh, I, I chose... Charmander as my first starter ever. Um, tough journey. It it was it was very tough with Brock being uh, a thing and Misty like both of them being really good against my opening Pokemon. But um, let's talk about just our favorite games. You know, some of our favorite game uh, series or um, even single games, things like that, one-off games that you might have played growing up that you know you remember but you haven't heard very much about. So. If I'm going to speak about games, I'm obviously speaking about what's super nostalgic to me. Yeah. If I'm talking about Ultimate Prime Fun, this is more because of the online feature. Mm-hmm. Modern Warfare 2. Okay, yeah. Uh, Those I, lobbies I, were crazy. I, I said, <laughs> no, that's um, Black Ops. I mean, even even Warfare... Well, Warfare 2 just had, like, I think from that time from World at War to mm-hmm. Black Ops 2, which people said it's like Prime... Um, uh, lives experience. Yeah, so, yeah. Modern Warfare Two. Uh, like I said, I had the 360, which also holds a very dear, like special need to my 360 heart. 360 was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the Dead Rising series. Love that series. Yes, played all the games, even all yep. like the sub games that they had as well. Got mm-hmm. all the all, uh, downloadable content. Uh, the live feature was so cool, like the Xbox Live features that you get to access and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Being able to watch movies with your friends. Yeah. Um, like if you didn't have an Netflix account, but they did, you get to like watch with them too. Things like that um, that really helped uh, bring a community. Um, so, I think for me the so Pokemon Gold holds a really, I mean, the, really the, special, yeah, Generation place. Two basically, yeah, holds a really dear dear uh, spot in my heart. Okay, um, and I think that goes for Johto to the anime, um, and the GameCube's always hooked up for me. I always play the GameCube. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to just go out and say that I love playing Simpsons and Run. That was great. I, yeah. I will keep playing it. I unlock all the cards, get all the cars, um, all the outfits, alternative outfits you can get, all the bonus levels, characters, mini games, everything you can to unlock everything because you know, up until that point in the Simpsons run, I haven't really watched any of it in the last twelve years. Can't really consider myself a Simpsons fan. Yeah. Because I only really like the first 12 seasons mm-hmm. or up until the movie okay came yeah. out so that all holds near and dear to me because all the gags work for me they it makes me laugh all the time mm-hmm. the vehicles are really well structured and done yeah, the, game uh, the, the really design well done. levels are repetitive but i think the the characters make it really work so yeah. i think the characters are the, the more farther along you get yeah. like the obviously the story begins to grow and then you get to see more of the city and I think it's really funny to you know engage in the world of Springfield the way it is it's a Grand Theft yeah. Auto mod basically it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. so much fun exactly um, um, I love sports games too so I, anything that lets me create like a career mode okay. so is, is just everything yeah. but I hold like the NASCAR Thunder 2003 oh man 2003 <laughs> is like one of the three games I'll always play because it's such a 
such a calming experience for me. I'll play like for 40 minutes, I'll do a couple of races, and then I'm like, all right, perfect, I'm done. Yeah. I peaked for the day. But uh, I do like the GameCube games, and then anything on the Game Boy, it'd have to be like any of like the Mario variants that they would have had. So like Super Mario World 2, I believe, was on the Game Boy Advance. Okay. That was really fun as well. Uh, Metabots was really fun for me. Um, and then, yeah, all the Pokemon games, like the Emerald 2. But I think for me, hand in hand, it'd have to be um, Pokemon, Pokemon. Gold and or silver, okay. Uh, because I played the remake, which is Soul Silver. So yeah, uh, and then Simpsons Hit and Run. I think okay. would have to be the two games that I I would go back to all the time and never. So those get are your bored. two top. Those are my like two ever? top games for those systems. I'm I, I just so let's about, say let's say top five games ever. It's there's it's gonna be nothing. That, I mean, okay. So I like Dead Rising. It's gonna be up there, the first one. Okay. Um. Really loved. Doesn't the idea even. Of it, it doesn't have to be in order. Just no. I know. Off. I yeah. know. And no, it's. A, but I, I'm specifying which of the Dead Risings it is, though. It's the mm-hmm. first one. First um, one is great. Sunshine, honestly. Mario Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Love playing Mario Sunshine. Sunshine. A lot of fluidity. Yeah. Like water, but like a lot of great movements. See what you did there. Made me feel um, like playing Mario 64. Okay. Yeah. Oh well, now that I have them, I didn't have access to them when I was younger. Things like the 64 and things like that. Yeah. Love Pokemon Stadium. Love Pokemon Stadium. Love mini games. We'll constantly bat for mini games. Yeah. Wish we still had more. Um, so I'll put Pokemon Stadium there okay. because um, I felt like it was a great. It's one of my favorite party games, even though yeah. I know it's not a party game. But then I'll have to go with. Uh, I'm not sure if I already mentioned it. The generation did I mention Pokemon Gold and or Silver? Uh, not not while you're listening. Oh top no, five. so that's so, four, and then hit and run, right? That's, yeah, that's five. There you go. So, so that's the, five. Top five. And then if, I feel like if I made if I rep- if I repeated one of those, I'll put Modern Warfare two on the, if I had. Oh okay, it. so like interchangeable yeah. with one of those. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yours? Uh, for me, top five games ever. I would probably say. Uh, Halo series has to be on there for me. Um, it was just very, very... It, w- it was ahead of its time, in my opinion. Um, I remember just being at, at my grandma's house, actually, um, and taking my huge, bulky Xbox over there so I could play with my cousins on Christmas um, and taking uh, a couple controllers because I only had two at the time. It, it was just myself... Um, at, that would play it at home anyways. So I didn't need four controllers. So I just had my cousin bring over his that he got for for Christmas as well. And we played that all night just in their living room and just a huge, awesome callback. Halo 2, uh, probably one of the best Bro. multiplayer games yeah. uh, for Xbox Live ever. Uh, in my opinion, um, that's when, you know, multiplayer... Uh, Went online, and then also you had, you know, clans. There was, you know, oh, was clans clan all over the for place for, uh, for multiplayer lobbies for, for Halo, for COD, everything. Um, so Halo series, just, you know, I, I love Halo. Uh, that's my probably my favorite franchise ever. Uh, then I would have to say the Last of Us games. Um, those are all included... I don't. I don't care what anyone says about the uh, the last one that came out and the um, controversy with the ending. It, it was fine. It was what it was. Yes, it could have ended a lot differently, but I think it spoke to um, a, just a very different point than people were wanting to have happen without you know giving away any spoilers. I mean, it's been years since it came out, but uh, with the res- with the show coming out, I don't want to spoil that game no, for anyone. Fine. So, um, Last of Us. Uh, is definitely up there. Um, then I would say, uh, very early on, probably, let's see, probably Pokemon Yellow, I would say, just because it was, mm. I don't know if that's just nostalgia hitting me, but I really enjoyed the fact that you got to start with Pikachu, you got get, to... You get to get, have the, the journey the, that Ash the re- Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just you got to, Ash. you got to be Ash. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love that because I remember... Segwaying super quick into, you know, cartoons again, uh, going to my mom's work after school and watching Pokemon because it was mm-hmm. on at the time that I got out of school. Absolutely. Uh, same thing with Yu-Gi-Oh! too. Um, both of those were on the same, you know, block of, of shows at that time. Not for a long time, though. It, was, it, there, there was it, like it wasn't very long. Seven years that Pokemon was by itself. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. 96, 97. Yep. So Pokemon had a 
cutthroat hold of it. I do want to talk about that four-year time span where it's like the craziest um, fad ever. But mm-hmm. um, you talking about games also brings up more games to my mind too. Because right. It's, it's, <laughs> it was so hard to think about it. Uh, yeah. Real quick, Saints Row series. Okay. Up until I never the really first three games. This, all three games are aesthetically. The first two games are pretty similar, and then the third game changes things up, which yeah. I think is where the people, the fan base splits on it, and then the new one had not-so-good reviews because yeah. it's it's nothing to it. Yeah. It, does, it has nothing to do with the original series. So, but yeah, um, Pokemon Yellow, I definitely agree with that option. I think yeah. that's a really good option that, to have. Um, and then you basically have this spiritual sequel, which is like, let's go. Exactly, yeah. Um, so those, those three so far... Uh, the last two are kind of difficult, but I would say um, probably the Grand Theft Auto series as well uh, has to be in the top. Like just from where it where it came with the top down view of having like a little sprite, and then the same thing with the cars a little bit bigger, but you were still able to do pretty much everything that you are nowadays. I mean, GTA Five mods are, are kind of crazy, and GTA oh, Six is sure, coming right. out soon, but. Uh, I think that whole series has has been has been great. I mean, there's been some some lows, but uh, just overall as a series um, has been really 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 great. Uh, and then to round it out, I would probably say the Smash Bros. the Super Smash mm-hmm. series as well. Uh, and I don't know if that goes back to nostalgia also, um, but you know they're just have all they've all been the same, but they've all been great party games. Um, I might switch in um, Mortal Kombat for Super Smash Brothers series just because uh, I played that a lot more than Super Smash Bros. Uh, being that I had started so early on in the Mortal Kombat series because I had Genesis. Uh, or was it? I think it was on Genesis, right? Or was yeah. it on Super Nintendo? It was on one of the two. I think it was on both, maybe. I think it might have been both. Yeah. But yeah, round down top five. I would say the, those series. If I had to pick specific games uh, in those series, that'd probably take a little bit longer than I want to talk about it right now, but we'll go into that a little bit. Mortal more, Kombat but. was something I never played. I don't think really that much at home. Definitely an arcade console. Yeah, game yeah, that yeah. I'm more used to it as. Same thing with games like Metal Slug and um, like the X-Men game. Uh, the Simpsons game. The X-Men as well. game, the Simpsons game, and uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah, game. Yeah, so obviously yeah. like those games, like arcade series, um, we have an arcade that we can actually visit and, and show off if we can, if we ever have time for that as well. Yeah. Um, that's here in our area here. We're from Phoenix. So that's something cool that we want to cover because obviously we, we indulge in that type of stuff. We participate in stuff. Stuff that I played when it came to arcade would be like Daytona USA. Love Daytona USA. Oh, yeah. And they have that. Cruising well. USA? Cruising USA. Cruising I, ha- USA. I have that Man. for the 64, actually. Yeah, yeah. Such a, such a good pickup. Um I could also put Star Fox too, yeah. Or Star Fox um, for the sixty four. Star Fox sixty four was great. No, Turok? it was great. Turok was great. The Turok games. Yeah. Uh, Doom. Oh. Doom sixty four. I did you ever get to play that? Growing no, up? The, because I didn't have a sixty four. So I oh, okay, okay. So my cousin was like you would bring his sixty four over for Christmas and oh, Thanksgiving and get you to and play just either. Um, Smash 64 yeah. or Pokemon Stadium. He wouldn't give me the choice of playing other games. That's all he had. Oh, okay. I thought he was just like gig. I think he had. I think, I think he had other library. games that were yeah. more single. I mean, he might have had like he might have had like the NBA game, yeah. whatever concurrent sport game was out. Yeah. But like, you wanted to play four people, not two people. Yeah. Because you wanted all the cousins. Oh yeah, play. yeah. Because then our aunt but, would come in and be like, "Why isn't everyone playing?" <laughs> so, <laughs> I remember those days. So that's why you're coming in that's yelling why at we, everyone. That's why we would play just Smash. Why aren't you letting your little yeah. cousin play? You can rotate yeah. easier out of Smash and, yeah. and Pokemon mini games. Um, Blitz was another great party game. I remember renting that from Blockbuster or Hollywood Video, Hollywood whichever video. one had it at the time. Same thing with Pokemon Stadium. If, uh, you know, if I couldn't buy it, because games were still expensive back then. Yeah, they were 54, 55 bucks. Yeah, I think there I've was. Seen, I've seen Circuit City. I think ads I've seen these days. ads. That games were like sixty and seventy dollars at one point too for a, yeah. for a bit. I don't remember what console it was, but games were still expensive back then, um, and they're going up now uh, even more. Like it, games aren't sixty dollars anymore; they're most of the time seventy. Yeah, um, it's crazy with PS Five and and Series X. Um, 
But yeah, though, I mean, we 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 had the advantage or just luck to grow up around the time of like the changing of gaming, all of that PC gaming, gaming history, man. I mean, now I played PC. I didn't start until uh, two thousand worms on the PC twelve or so. Gotcha. No space pinball, man. Space that, pinball. That's what I played on PC. Uh, you know, whenever I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oregon Trail, gotcha. Distance I mean, flash area. games, you know, Newgrounds. Oh, yeah, killsometime.com yeah. was the one I visited. Oh, I, I was figures. on Newgrounds all the time. Uh, Anything stick figure related. Th- some of those games were extreme for me at at that time, just based on my age. But, yeah, I remember Newgrounds being uh, my first, uh, you know, intro to PC gaming. And then I didn't really PC game for a long time. Uh, I didn't PC game until, like, 14, 2014 or so, okay. I think, 2014, 15. Uh, but, yeah, I gaming, awesome. So many different avenues we could venture down for for, for gaming. Um, and arcade gaming, obviously. And card which, games, yeah. That we could, that we all brush upon. You know, obviously, those type of things. We, we like to say, like, competitive without, like, having to say that we like to be competitive. But, yeah. obviously, playing yeah. games helps us stay. Uh, like, it gives us time to relax. gives us time to... Uh, to like reflect and and like breathe. Yeah. So and I and I think like the thing about card games, real quick, that people don't understand is like I like playing them because it keeps me fresh, like because of how strategic they are, um, but also because of the community that community. it brings to. Like that's how we met was playing a card game, like playing Yu-Gi-Oh, and that's how we became best friends. Is like just playing every weekend traveling to events to you know see if we could top those events and so uh, over 10 years, things like that I yeah it has been. Uh, 2000 yeah because i would have met you at like events in 2011 but yeah. we didn't start talking until like 2012 yeah exactly yeah, so yeah i knew i knew of you from like the east side like contingency yeah exactly so um, yeah um but um keeping on with like the gaming side of things and uh the nostalgia type of things like we talked about it super early on but uh just intro to cartoons anime oh yeah um growing up like i said i was introduced really early on with like dragon ball and sailor moon and gundam um and that just kept my interest i mean i grew up watching ninja turtles like that was probably like my favorite when i was little little like i used to have you know the sheets and the pillowcases, all that stuff for for Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers, uh, even though that's not a cartoon. Um, but just being introduced to that side of TV shows um, just has stuck with me for forever. Uh, what are what are some early shows that you remember that even people, either mainstream or ones that people wouldn't remember? Uh, when it comes to what I actually got, yeah. my parents never really bought me anything that was like, pop culture yeah they always bought me stuff that was like practical <laughs> so makes sense yeah. the one thing that they bought me a lot of though mm-hmm. like jammies and um pillowcases and toys yeah was the power rangers uh, ironically enough they did buy me uh zords they bought me like matching pillow sets mm-hmm. and pajama sets so yeah it was yeah. like the only That's genre that they too. that was the only like genre or like fandom that they like actively purchased me mm-hmm. in something. Yeah. Um, obviously, they never like needed the reason. My parents were the people that put away my video game throughout the whole week, and I oh, get it on the weekend because you got it to back. school. Got it. Yeah. So like, and because I got a lot of my systems for free, mm-hmm. they were like, "Well, we don't feel bad like taking it away because we didn't buy yeah, it for we, you. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get it for you. So it's like whatever. Double edged sword. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, but obviously, that's regardless of what it was, those those games still mean a lot to me, and those mm-hmm. systems mean a lot to me too. Yeah. When it comes to shows, I think Kids WB would have been my early access to a lot of cartoons, just in general. You could split it to anime and cartoons for where they were of what they were called, but here they were cartoons to me. So if we're talking about the '96 era, uh, '96 to 2000, you're looking at shows. Um, which I have here too. Uh, oh, we're, yeah. we're talking about shows like Batman the Animated Series, Freakazoid, Pokemon, oh, so um, Animaniacs, Peaky and the Brain. Um, a lot of those shows that you know bring out like childhood memories. Um, 
definitely was really into a lot of movies. I want to talk about movies one day about like the like animated films mm-hmm. and yep. and cult hits like that too. But I think for me, the earliest show that I know that kept me gravitated with cartoons yeah. didn't come from Kids WB. Came from another channel on ABC called One Saturday Morning, okay. which was the block for Disney Channel. So oh, if you didn't have I Disney Channel, that, yeah. it was almost like a sample, like three About hours. Disney. So yeah, so arguably for me, and this might be my own favorite show of all time, cartoon, have to be Recess. Recess was great. Recess was just an unbelievable juggernaut to me that I could not like escape. Um, and I think because I watched a lot of um, that block, I think a lot of those other shows stayed with me, too. Um, I know that shows Pepper like Ann. Doug, Pepper Doug. Ann, um, Lloyd in Hercules. Space, Hercules. Man. Um, those shows really, like, stuck out to me. I know there's another show in here that I really want to talk about, and I want to give it to own time. And that's Fillmore. I don't think people talk about Fillmore enough. <laughs> and I really want to talk about Fillmore. Okay. So I want to get that out there, too, one day. Yeah. Um, and also, like... The ABC the that block um, also played shows like Even Stevens and Lizzie McGuire, which were like nice contemporary pieces that you get to watch. Which I know weren't animated, but they they were, they all kept the block fresh. Yeah. But going back to like other shows that kept my interest all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have Pokemon, um, but Pokemon's other half, yeah, Digimon, yeah, Digimon was such. So crazy to me that, like, to think that, I'm like, well, this story seems like it's Pokemon, but then obviously it's not because it's dealt in a like a real world setting technically, and then they go into a like a virtualized world. So it almost felt like believable. All the even like with our dub edits that we get, like all the characters were fantastic. They all had different personalities. They didn't feel like stock figures that at the end of the episode they'd have to revert back to the where they stick like. They changed. Yeah. They changed. They yeah. grew. They they had a lot to, to go off of. And I know for me, um, my favorite arc is the Myotismon arc, where they go back into the real world, and then they have to engage with Digimon oh, yeah. in the real world. Yeah. And I, I think that. I, it, it almost feels like such a zenith, like such a peak of the show for me, mm-hmm. that when they go into the Dark Masters arc for the last four, like the last season, it almost feels super underwhelming for me, because I'm like, oh, you already had the Myotismon arc, and... You had all that drama with uh, Mega Digivolving and finding Kari and getting Gatomon to her and all this stuff. And it's just like, ah, uh, like, it gets to be a lot to 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 have to go and, and follow up on eventually. But I think those shows really stuck to me. Like, obviously, I've watched a lot of Digimon content since then. Um, I've tried to watch a lot of the series that followed it. Definitely watched all of O2. Um I've sadly not watched all of Tamers, but have watched all of Frontier. Of Tamers. I do not, I've not watched past that, unfortunately. I did watch all of Try when it came out. Yeah. So. Um, for the shows that you have. Well, just really early on, uh, being exposed to anime, and I just thought about this right now for some reason, um, it was those adult themed anime, like, um, mo- well, not even movies. Well, I guess there was a couple of movies like Princess Mononoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that being on. Um, well, Princess Mononoke, just because of how older, like how much older it is. Oh, gotcha. Um, that was like a really early introduction into anime and cartoons. Um, same thing with uh, Fist of the North Star. Um, that being on, uh, I would only watch it at my grandma's because she had. I think it was on like HBO or Showtime yeah. or something at that time, um, and then also, oh, what what else was it? There was one more that I cannot remember right now. But uh, those two introduced me to anime really early on. It didn't really like stick right away, but I really enjoyed watching those. Um, but I thought about something when you were talking about Digimon was Zoids. Uh, so I watched Zoids, and that was my like introduction to Mech other than Gundam. Um, I really, really, really like Zoids. I never had any of the things to build or anything like that, unfortunately. But um, what's weird is that I remember watching New Century, uh, the one with Liger Zero. But I don't remember watching Chaotic Century, the one with uh, the the Shield Liger. Um, but Chaotic Century came out before uh, New Century. And I just thought about that right now. Because it's so weird. Because, like, one... 
Chaotic Century came out in 99. Uh, New Century came out in 2001, I believe. Um, but I remember them being flipped and seeing New Century before Chaotic Century. I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, it, it, it would be like, I remember seeing Tamers before I saw, you know, the first Digimon. Mm. <laughs> it's well, something I, like that, basically. Tam- for me. Tamers, <laughs> Tamers to me sticks, like, as even though I didn't finish the show, it sticks to me because um, I think when um, there was a portion where I was I had access to JetX, and I think for however long I had JetX, Tamers was on it as like a reoccurring show. So I remember like ads, commercials, and like episodes that they would intermittently like splu- uh, splice in. So um, I, re- I remember watching Tamers up until the point they go into the digital world. After that, I would, um, yeah. Um, so I never got to finish that show, unfortunately. But Tamers is great. I, that's my favorite season of Digimon. So obviously, um, we've given out a lot of information here. Yeah, we definitely want to deep dive into this. Personally, Corey, I've never seen Zoids. That's yeah. a show I want to watch because I definitely want to have that understanding. There's a whole list of stuff that we really want to get into. Yeah, there's a lot of obviously more involved niche topics that we want to get involved and give the space and timing for. Yeah. So we definitely will hopefully get like a schedule out there, give ourselves something to. Um, look forward to and yep. put out for you guys. To watch. And uh, so this is going to come out after our panels at Phoenix Fan Fusion. Um, so if you did uh, join us from there, thank you so much for for joining us and checking us out. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, we hope to bring a whole bunch of uh, exciting and interesting conversations um, and just bring up those nostalgic pieces, give you updates on current things as well. So, you know, new shows, like like I said, Last of Us shows is out and uh, we'll talk about the new season when that comes out. Um, we will talk about just a whole bunch of pop culture stuff. We're definitely movements. we're definitely working on the structure of how we want to present the show, where it gives us both something that we can talk together and then something that we can present individually that yep. maybe we've started watching. Yeah. That you know we've haven't in a long time, or something new that we're both going into. But exactly, I definitely think that this is an exciting journey for the both of us. Yeah. And for you guys to join us along, you know, we can we really appreciate it. And thank you so much for joining our panel if you were there too. Thank you. Yes, we really appreciate it. Well, this is going to do it for us, guys. Um, Definitely keep an eye out uh, on all of our social media. Um, we will put everything below. Um, make sure to follow us if you like what you hear. Um, spread the word if you do as well. And uh, we will check you out next time. Thank you so much for being here. Have a good one.